So for a long time, I thought praying together was just a nice thing to do. It was one of the optional, let's do this if we remember kind of things. But with time, my perspective on this has shifted a lot. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a very relevant podcast for you this week. This is episode number 132, and today we're going to be talking about praying together as a couple. Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we went over what to do if you just discovered your husband's pornography addiction. And also do make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Yes. And if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, as well as speaking from a Christian worldview. Even today, when we're talking about prayer, we're referring to what we can learn from scripture and from research, because we believe that God also reveals his truth in creation, as well as in the Bible. So let's talk for a minute about why we need to be praying together as married couples, as well as praying about our marriages. You know, when I was coming to the research uh, that had been prepared for this episode, I had in my head that we'd only be talking about praying together, but there's also some great info about praying for your marriage that I want to share today as well. Good. So the first thing that came bubbled to the surface was that prayer increases long-term marriage satisfaction. Okay. Why is that? Well, I wasn't expecting it, but it, it does make sense if you think about it. It turns out that praying for blessings for your spouse predicts marriage satisfaction later in life. This is from a study in 2008. And the study showed that participants who prayed for the well-being of their spouse predicted that this ended up showing, how should I put this? The result was over the long term that there was greater relationship satisfaction. And the opposite was not true. Relationship satisfaction did not lead to an increase in prayer. So it wasn't like there was a a dual relationship. It was just really one way here that says, if you're praying for blessings on your spouse, you're going to build increasing satisfaction over the length of your marriage, with your marriage. Interesting. So from that study, it was apparent that prayer is a catalyst to increased relationship satisfaction. And as the researchers considered this, they speculated that prayer encouraged spouses to think about the long-term aspects of the relationship. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're praying about it. Right. And here's a quote. Praying to an eternal and unchanging being and asking for positive things for my partner may prime me to use a longer time frame in thinking about my relationship to my partner as well. That's how they thought about it. Okay. Does that make sense? So praying to God and asking for positive things for your spouse. Yeah. It gets you into a thinking long term. Yeah. Okay. About your marriage. Yeah. I have a little bit different of an idea as to why this effect might come. In 1 Peter 3 and 7, Peter's instructing husbands, and he says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them, that's with your wife, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. That's the New King James. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed that there's a prescriptive behavior, like you need to be doing this, right? And there's a perspective that Peter requires of husbands as well, so that their prayers be not hindered. Okay. In other words, he's telling them you have to dwell with them with understanding. Mm-hmm. So you have to behave in this way in order for your prayer to be effective. That's essentially what I hear the verse saying. Because the okay. end of the, he says, let me do it again, okay? Husbands dwell with them in an understanding way and yeah. giving honor to them, right? And then 
the reason he gives at the end of the verse is that your prayers may not be hindered. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you have to behave in this way in order for your prayer to be effective. And I think that this is also one of the ways that prayer impacts marriage. It puts back pressure on your behavior. I know, like I know if I get to the end of the day and if I've been crusty with you or disrespectful towards you, I just, I've been a jerk. I can't pray. Mm, okay. It just feels okay. so fraudulent. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I've been a, a pain all day and now I'm going to get all holy on you. Right. And it's ridiculous, right? It makes you be more real. So yeah, that's what I mean. It puts more back pressure on your day, right? Okay. So one of the things that I've noticed is that having a daily time of prayer together, it forces me to confront myself with my care for you and how I've related to you that day. Hmm. Like it really, it hits you with that once a day, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what this means? What? Not that you ever have these days, but if you have a day where you're really crusty for me, I'm going to be like, okay, let's pray, honey. (laughs) Uh, Now I've set myself up for it. Yep. Remember this podcast is for other people, not for us. Oh, yes. So- now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Long-term depression. <laughs> so that's my point. Like, I think there's something to the researcher's perspective, but I think it's also this regulatory effect, which challenges us to live in a way in terms of our behavior and our attitude that allows us to arrive at the end of the day in a way so that we can pray authentically. Yeah. Not feel like a hypocrite. Yeah. And of course, that's going to have a positive effect on marriage. Mm-hmm. There's another part, though, that this researcher noted, which is praying for your spouse also involves God in the marriage. And because of this, there's kind of the sense of accountability towards God, which means both that I'm watching my behavior again, but I'm also checking in on my commitment levels. Like I'm thinking about how much commitment I'm having or exhibiting inside this marriage if I'm praying for you. It's hard to pray for something that you don't care about, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if you're thinking of leaving, why would you right. pray so for it, this person? It really, again, it confronts you with something, which I think this time is the commitment issue. Okay. And, we, and as we talked about in episode 45, a top five predictor of marital success is commitment. Mm-hmm. So if praying for you increases commitment, that's definitely something that we want to be doing as well. Huh. Okay. And, you know, this is where I'd like to issue a challenge for myself and for others that are listening. Do you pray for your spouse? And I mean more than sort of the, you know, father, I pray for Verlinda and pray for our dog. And mm-hmm. I don't actually pray for our dog, but you know what I mean? Like more than just a token mention. Right. And this has challenged me lately, too, to really think about being purposeful on that. Hmm. Not just kind of checking the, the box as you go down the list, right? Right. So you're actually praying about stuff that matters to her and to you. I think that's a good challenge. Yeah, I think so, too. And further, these same researchers noted that praying for your spouse and praying with your spouse were highly correlated. Oh. So I know we're talking about praying together, but this is why praying for your spouse also matters. The two go hand in hand, praying for and praying with. And I think that's a good thing. But I, I just want to sort of wrap this section up by underscoring the point that prayer can alter the goals of your relationship. I think that's what's going really? on here. It prompts you to focus your attention on long-term commitment and specifically on each other's needs, which, okay. you know, if you think about where you run into problems in marriage, it's usually around selfishness. And both of those things are very unselfish. Right. Praying for them. And it's more about the relationship than your investment, like even yourself in the relationship too, right? Okay. And so that shift in goals directs both spouses to choose behaviors that support the relationship rather than undermine it. It's inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't pray for something and then sabotage it. It has to help. It's like you can't help but be good for it. I would put it like you can't pray for something genuinely. Yes. And then sabotage it. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's look at some specific benefits to prayer. Okie dokie. Why we need to pray together. And this is more niched down now. Okay. And I want to start with a personal observation about why it's hard to pray together, because I think that we really need to talk about this part, because why praying together is hard directly relates to why we need to actually do it. 
Okay. What? Am I not making sense? No, that makes sense. That makes I'm sense? Just okay. Keep going. I'm interested. Okay. So for the first, let's talk about vulnerability. Okay. Good topic. Uh-huh. For the first several years of our marriage, I found it hard to pray. And pray I know- at all or pray together? Together. Together. Okay. Sorry. And I know from talking to other couples that we weren't alone in this. And typically it seems like the wife always wanted to pray, but the husband wasn't near as interested. Mm-hmm. And you hear this in different forms. I just wish he would be more of a spiritual leader in the home and it comes out in different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Sure. And I'd be lying in bed hoping you fell asleep and just be thinking, no, I'll just pray in my head after she falls asleep. <laughs> You're not allowed to use this against me. <laughs> So then I started trying to observe myself and figure out like, why am I reluctant to pray in front of Verlinda? Uh-huh. Right? Like this shouldn't be hard. And then I figured out it was all your fault. Oh, nice try. I'm oh, just kidding. And after a while though, what I did conclude was that it really boiled down to one thing, which was vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, either I pray and I keep it superficial. And then if I'm praying at that level, it feels kind of pointless because it's not getting to the real issues. Mm-hmm. And then I also kind of, you know, well, not kind of, but I feel like I'm not being authentic either, right? So that's right. that's okay. not a great prayer experience. So you don't want to pray because that's not a good experience, right? It's not sincere, yeah. Or I skip praying because at least if I don't pray like that, then I'm not faced with feeling unauthentic, if that's a word. Right, okay. That makes sense? Yeah, you're not faking anything. Yeah, or if we're going to pray sincerely together, then I need to be vulnerable and openly vocalizing my fears, anxieties, doubts, uncertainties about whatever's going on in life in front yeah. of my wife before God and admitting my powerlessness to meet these needs. Mm-hmm. All in all, which is very, very unmanly per cultural expectations. Mm-hmm. What are you gasping for? No, but I just think like, this is so the opposite of what the wife, you know, not me personally, right? Oh, but no. is actually feeling because when the husband actually does that, it just kind of makes you fall in love with them a little bit more. Hmm. So while men are scared of being, you know, unmanly because they don't have it all together. Yeah. The wife is going like, oh, he just shared that with me. Right. Which is precisely the dilemma I'm talking about. So she's oh. calling on him for more of this and this is, and he doesn't want to do it. Right. Because okay. it's unmanly. Yeah, but I'm just trying to encourage the men, like, forget about this dumb manly expectations. <laughs> but why don't you just keep going? <laughs> it's just funny because you're being on. I just have in my head, if I had some kind of a study I could come up with that says, if you pray more, you'll get more sex, then this would probably... <laughs> Men would be like, okay, now I understand what I need to do, right? <laughs> but this is what we're saying. That you can see precisely why wives want their husbands to pray. They get an open window into their husband's heart. Yeah. That's what I was, right. That's the scary part though. That's the scary part too. Yeah. So I eventually figured out that the reasons why I didn't want to were the reasons why I should, mm. which is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging that enabled me to commit to it. And now I see it as a good thing because I think, you know what? I'm forcing myself to do this. This is good for our marriage. And it's good for us spiritually, mm-hmm. right? And I think once I knew what I was facing and why I had this reluctance, that it was like, okay, I can, I know what the, I, um, what's my point? Like, I know what the enemy is here and I know okay. why I need to do this. It's not just that it's awkward or whatever. It's like, okay, okay. Because it's awkward, I need to do it. Right. I need to overcome this. Yes. And, mm-hmm. So I still don't always look forward to it, but it's a good thing. And I appreciate that inherent goodness to it, right? Yeah. So vulnerability, I think, is a a huge benefit of prayer. Hey, have you looked at a study that said if you pray together, you have more sex? No, I haven't. Hmm. Why? Just curious. (laughs) I think we should encourage our listeners to uh, 
pray together. Pray together for 30 days and just see if there's a difference. Ah, there's an idea. Okay. Once again, though, we have a bonus guide, but it's not down that particular track. Sorry, folks. (laughs) But it is a couple's prayer guide, so it will help you with your 30-day challenge that Verlinda just issued. If you want to start or restart praying together, this will help you nail down some specifics in terms of what to pray about. Think of it as an excellent springboard to get things kick-started if you want to pray together. And you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll just take a quick 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about specific benefits of prayer. Mm-hmm. I was talking about vulnerability as a specific benefit of prayer, but I think Verlinda was going down a different road. Anyways, so the next one is <laughs> forgiveness and selfless concern. Okay. So an interesting study from 2010 asked 52 spouses to pray together for their spouse daily or to simply imagine describing their spouse to their parent. That was the control group. So one group was praying, mm-hmm. one group was saying, nice, imagining saying nice things about their spouse to their parent. Oh, okay. The participants who prayed for the well-being of their spouse reported greater willingness to forgive their spouse and also reported higher levels of selfless concern for their spouse. Really? Than the control group. And this was shown to be true after just a single prayer for the other person and continued to be shown over longer periods. Hmm. Why does this help? Well, selflessness was thought to be the mediating variable here, meaning that praying to God, who is strongly associated with love, primes couples to think unselfishly about loving each other. This therefore leads to higher levels of forgiveness. Interesting. So just thinking nice thoughts about your spouse. To some imaginary whatever. Is not, it doesn't have the same effect. No, but the the sincere approach of like communicating to God yeah. in relationship hmm. shifts your perspective. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Another benefit is trust and unity. So a study a couple of years later, I think, let me just check real quick here. Yeah, same same researcher. Couples asked how often they pray together. They were asked how often they pray together, and then they were observed talking about their relationship. Okay. And the observers like that were watching these the couples as they did these two things, yep. They rated how highly the couple appeared to trust each other. And they found that higher rates of praying together was linked to higher ratings of trust. Huh. So the more prayer they had together, the more yeah. they trust each other. Ties back to our vulnerability thing, if you think about it. Yeah, you're seeing into their heart a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. a follow-up study found that unity was a mediating variable in this. So what praying together, what was a mediating variable? Uh, it means like it's kind of the. There's all sorts of things that can influence how the thing you're trying to study or two parts of it relate to each other. Yeah. But a mediating variable is one that connects both sides. It's, the, two. it's okay. the important piece, right? Okay. And praying together creates a sense of unity and togetherness as you pray for the same things and you connect to God together. 
This leads to increased trust. And of course, this fits well with what I said about vulnerability. If we see into each other's hearts, nothing is hidden. There is more trust and more of a sense of being together. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense so far. It does make perfect sense, right? But sometimes it's helpful to have a a research study point this out to you. So praying increased trust and unity in your marriage. So if those are concerns in your marriage, again, definitely want to think about praying more. Mm -hmm. And then also... Another benefit found is commitment and reduced chance of infidelity. So by praying together. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Another study found that praying for blessings on your spouse predicted lower levels of infidelity in a longitudinal study, meaning they watched couples over time. Yeah. This effect is over and above what would be expected by measures of relationship satisfaction. So it's not just that you're more satisfied with your relationship. Hmm? It's not just that you're more satisfied with your relationship and so you're not going to go towards infidelity, but the actually the prayer touched on these two things directly. Okay. So In this study, spouses were asked to pray for each other once a day for four weeks. And then they were rated by observers and they appeared to be more committed to each other at the end of the four week period. And a moderating variable again is this effect, is the belief that the relationship is sacred. So prayer is linked to stronger belief that your relationship is sacred, which alters the goals of your relationship and naturally results in less infidelity. And I think to try to put this one into plain English, because I'm struggling with this one a bit. It's basically saying that Like if you try to look at where faithfulness comes from. Yeah. Okay. It can come from the sense of I'm so happy here. Why would I go anywhere else? Right. But it can also come from the sense of what we have is sacred and should not be violated. Okay. And what they're saying is here, because you're going into the sacred realm to pray. Yeah. That sense of sacredness is conveyed to the marriage more strongly. Hmm. So it's more from that side of things. Okay. Okay. So there's value in prayer there as well, that you, you have this sacred moment together. Right. And that it conveys a greater sense of the sacredness of the marriage bond. Okay. That it should be preserved. Okay. What? Well, I just think like, I think it'd be nice if there was more to commitment to a marriage. Like if there was a little bit of that, this is so great. I don't want to leave it. Oh, and it's not taking anything away from that. It's just isolating that this piece is happening. Okay. And it's not saying that you need to not have the other stuff or that it's better than the other stuff. It's just saying, I mean, if you think. I mean, commitment is important. I get that. Yeah. And enjoying it is your marriage is really important. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just saying, because you're going into the sacred realm, you bring part of that almost back with you into your marriage. Okay. Okay. Which is useful. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. So it's another... uh, So it doesn't mean that praying together is going to mean that your marriage goes like sterile. No. Because we're just committed here because we pray together. No, no. This is just another uh, layer of protection to the many other things. Okay. I can handle that part. Yes. So we want to encourage everybody to pray together every day. Mm-hmm. We pray together pretty much every night, unless, except for like last night where I stayed up for three hours chatting with a good friend. Yes. Doesn't work. But as much as you can, going to bed at the same time, praying together mm-hmm. regularly, mm-hmm. sharing your hearts. Yippers. And if you start a marriage podcast, you can do what we do and pray it before the start of your podcast every time too, mm-hmm. just in case you missed it the night before. Let's uh, touch on a couple of things, how not to pray together, and then some final thoughts. Okay. There's actually good to note that there can be destructive ways of praying together. So prayer that is focused on the negative qualities of your spouse or prayer that's trying to change your spouse's behavior may decrease rather than increase relationship satisfaction. Okay. Um, So there's some researchers pointing out the obvious, which is just saying, if you're praying sideways, it's not going to strengthen your marriage. If you're like attacking your spouse and it's hidden in prayer. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good quote from a researcher. Joint couple prayer could be used by one partner as a tool to manipulate or coerce the other, accentuating rather than ameliorating problematic relationship dynamics. I understood the first half. That's good. It's really multisyllabic. 
<laughs> so he's just saying that if you're trying to manipulate or coerce your spouse through prayer, it's going to make your problems seem worse rather than help them. Oh, okay. So don't be unkind or passive aggressive or disrespectful to your spouse when you're praying. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same rules here that apply to all of marriage. Like take ownership of your own stuff and pray about that. Yes. Pray about your junk only. Don't pray sideways. Pray from your heart about your own heart and trust God to take care of the rest. Okay. But I mean, you were just saying about praying for your spouse and now you're saying just pray for your own heart. So what's yes, the difference here? Um, praying for your, sorry, the praying for your, for your spouse context was in your own personal prayer to God. Oh, okay. So you're differentiating here between praying for your marriage and praying with your spouse. Your, okay. There are ways to pray for your spouse with your spouse, yep. that, but you would want that to be a blessing to your spouse. Right. Rather than an attack. Yeah. And if okay. there are concerns that you have, you need to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like, what's it like when... Like, let's say you and I had some problems and like we're sitting beside each other and you start talking to the person in front of you about me and what's wrong with me. It's like, <laughs> right. well, could we not have had that conversation before we got here? Like, right. Okay. So, okay. same thing when you're talking to God, right? Yep. Makes sense. So final thoughts. Research shows that praying for or with your spouse was linked to three qualities. First one was selfless concern. The second, a sense of unity with your spouse. Third, belief that the relationship was sacred. Mm -hmm. And these three traits then predict higher levels of forgiveness, trust, and commitment in your relationship, which creates overall higher satisfaction with your relationship. Wow. Praying together also ensures that you have the same goals for your relationship, which I think is a great thing too, right? Mm -hmm. And that enables both spouses to choose behaviors that supports those goals, supports the relationship. Now you're clear in where you're going to. Yep. And I think finally, it really prods us toward vulnerability, which is so important. It can only serve to help deepen the intimacy in your marriage. And again, I think like even noting your response to what I was talking about, this is where the soulmate stuff happens. You're really mm -hmm. getting to see into your spouse's yeah. heart. Yeah. Well, that's good. So this is why every couple needs to pray together. Hmm. Okay. Let's wrap this up, baby. Alrighty. First of all, a huge thank you to all of our patrons who have supported us for another month. Your support is helping make the ongoing production of our podcast possible, which we couldn't do without you. So thank yeah, you. Invaluable. And also we'd like to thank Janet and Sylvester for each coming on board with your support this month as well. And your pledge to support us on a monthly basis, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I also want to shout out a thank you to those who left us reviews on iTunes since we last recorded. This is by Quest St. Jacobs. Great relationship advice. Five stars. Amazing insights. Short and sweet. Yep. So thank you, Jacob or Saint or... We appreciate the review. Mm-hmm. Next week, Verlinda, we're talking about a phrase I hear far too often. What's that? My husband is just not an emotional person. Hmm. Which is pure bunkum. <laughs> And I'll tell you why he is an emotional person and what the real problem actually is. Uh-huh. This is like our 15-year-old daughter just asked you this question. What? Do you think that men are actually less emotional I, or I are know. they just socialized to think this way? And I actually, <laughs> I like just done the research. I was like all ready to go on it too. I was like. That was awesome. Yeah. So all anybody right. who marries their daughters better be prepared to be emotional. <laughs> better have your feeling words list handy. Yes. <clears throat> so that's all for today's... I'm not advertising our daughters, just saying. Right yeah, she's not available. No. And I do have guns. Caleb, don't even go there. <laughs> that's not funny down in the States. Oh, right. It's funny. Well, that's all for today's It's funny episode. in Canada, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we live. <laughs> that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 132. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye.
The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.